Like, is it possible to give a shout out to all of my friends that are hard of hearing? Hi, America. Hello, world. My dad's so deaf he dances to talk radio. Do you know that? Nice. Do you have it in this country? (laughs) Do you ever have the experience where your mum and dad are at a wedding with you? Some distant cousin's getting married. My mum and dad think it's advantageous to get on the dance floor. My dad's dancing two beats to every one beat, so he looks like he's got survivor's Mm -hmm. dance. He's Mm -hmm. jogging around. My mother's up there as well cutting a figure, voguing it, your dad turns round, shouts across the room, look at me and your mother, we've still got it. And you've got your head in your hands. Does that happen over here? Yes. No. I'm proud of my parents <laughs> if they get on the dance Dennis. floor. <laughs> there we go. Saturday Night Fever. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers websites and tv shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment we will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious strange supernatural unusual bizarre and just plain weird if you've just tuned in especially to the show then i admire your taste if you've just tuned in by accident then i admire your luck I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door, because she's tired herself out by dancing all evening at a (laughs) wedding. Each week we press my ear, we press our ear against the bedroom wall. We listen en masse to my mother snoring whatever she listened to before she went to bed, picks and pulls on our unconscious mind. What did she listen to before she went to bed? <laughs> Heartbreak Hotel. A little bit of Elvis Presley there. Oh. From my mother. Mm-hmm. That's a very depressing song. It's about a yes. guy who commits suicide in a hotel. So, snuggle under your covers. Turn out your lights and listen to the sound of the ropes creaking from the room next door. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and or value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and 
brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She is also our producer and sound engineer. Heather is still waiting on the Once You Go Black, You'll Never Go Back episode of Mythbusters. Welcome to the show, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, kids, the only difference between messing around and science is writing it down. Mm. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Myra, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. The cashier appreciated Michelle bagging her own groceries this week until she unpacked them all and said, That's how I want you to do it. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. I was buying flowers once for a girl, and the cashier said, someone's in trouble. I stared at him and said, yeah, my friend can't get out of his coffin. Oh, yeah, really? Embarrassed the person. Oh, terrible. Last but not least, I wish to introduce our resident psychologist, Chad Peters. Chad realized this week he had enough stuff in his kitchen junk drawer to build a spaceship. Welcome to the idea. show, Chad. <laughs> That's also where he keeps his poop knife. Oh, poop yes. knife! Poop knife! Everybody's got to have one. This is Series 3, Episode 49. So, as always, as convention dictates, we introduce the first round that is a general lack of knowledge, accompanied with the anti gravity Martin Gong of knowledge, the retro rockets of facts, and the dilithium crystals of statistics. Stand back as I reverse the polarity. Oh. Yeah. Pavlov's dog. Are we feeling more intelligent on the banging of the gun? Oh, yes. far and away. <clears throat> on this day in Memphis, Tennessee, Lisa Marie Presley was born in 1968. So happy birthday to Lisa Marie Presley, the daughter of Elvis Presley, of course, that my mother was listening to before she went to bed tonight. So for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about Lisa Marie Presley. For her second birthday, Elvis flew Lisa Marie to Vegas and filled her room with what? The nearest person will win the points. What, what are your was that thoughts? again? You're not even paying attention, are you? You're over there Who are drinking you? alcohol. <laughs> I'm the guy that's giving you minus 10. You must remember it's been six years. <laughs> For her second birthday... Yeah. Lisa Marie Presley was taken, flown to yeah. Las Vegas to meet her dad. Okay. In the hotel, he had a room specially prepared for her birthday. It was filled with... Ponies. Ponies. Yep. I bet they had a problem getting them up in the elevator, didn't they? Yes. My little pony, skinny and bony. Ponies. You're going to go with a pony. More pony than one? Baroni. Do you yes. want to give me a number? Ponies. Yes, I understand there's singular and plural in the world. Would you like to give me a number? <laughs> Nine. 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 <laughs> Herr Wagner, is your name spelt with a V? Nine W. Michelle, what did Elvis Presley fill her hotel room with when she was two years old? I was going to say ponies, but now I'm going with clowns. He filled them. Ooh, that's so terrible. It's a yep. room. What could yeah, go wrong terrifying. with a room full of clowns in Las Vegas? That's not funny. Gross. In 1970. <laughs> Chad, a chance to win. The points don't be all shook up. Oh, I'm going 10,000 M&Ms. 10,000 M&Ms. I cannot give the points away. It was balloons. He filled the room full of balloons and a slot machine. 
That was lame. And uh, there was ten hookers and a bag of cocaine, apparently. (laughs) Nice. I I have nothing to back that up. He did buy her furs, though, and jewels. So when she was a little girl, she used to walk around in expensive jewellery. And on one occasion, obviously Elvis had a big estate and a big ranch. He bought her a golf buggy so she could traverse all of the acres in a little golf buggy, I believe, when she was seven years old. Nice. I've always thought, you know the guy who sells the balloons in the mall and he's got a big collection of balloons all on strings? I always wondered what would happen when he gets to his last one and he's just standing there holding a single balloon. That'd be very odd. Wouldn't you just call it a day and pop it and go home at that point, do you think? Call it a loss. He would have to feel a bit embarrassed, wouldn't he? Standing there holding one balloon, having sold all of the rest during the course of the day. These things keep me awake at night. I just thought I'd share that with you. Poor bugger. Lisa Marie, at the age of 18, found herself on a drug binge and trip that lasted how many hours? The nearest one will win the points, so their points will be won. 72 hours of a trip, a drug binge, when she was 18. You're going to go with Why not? Why not? Why not 72? Michelle, your choice is to go higher or lower than 72-hour drug binge. 50 hours. You're going with a 50-hour drug binge. Chad, what are your thoughts? Let's go a solid 85. Wow. Heather, let's hit the nail on the head. Ah. She's looking for a vein. She's done three lines. It is exactly 72 hours. No way. I nice. shall give you 72 <laughs> points because I'm feeling very I'm brilliant. generous. Wow. <laughs> the good Lord giveth and the good Lord can taketh away at any give a moment. Whatever. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, I'll mug her in the car park and get them back off. <laughs> Drugs and alcohol is not the answer, ladies and gentlemen, unless you're asking me what I'm doing this weekend. Yes. <laughs> Today, it is also the birthday of an international soccer player called Rob Lee. He was born in 1966. He played for Newcastle in England. I bring him up because he went to the same school as me and he was many years older than me. And when I arrived in that school, having the same last name, everyone thought that I was his younger brother. Cool. So while I was wandering around the school, everyone said, are you Rob Lee's brother? Did you say yes? No, I had no idea who he was, but he went on to play for England and play for Newcastle and was a very successful soccer player. So happy birthday to Rob Lee, who I went to school with and did very well playing for England at international soccer on this day in 1851. Mary Shelley sadly died famous, of course, for writing Frankenstein at the age of 18, I believe it was published when she was 20. Wow. So, for the very first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange, and fascinating facts about Frankenstein. Ooh, Feeling ooh, confident? Fun. Feeling like that's a subject you might know something about? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, okay. we'll find out. We will definitely find out. The name of the monster is not Frankenstein, of course, and is only referred to in the uh, book, the 1880 book, as monster, creature, demon, vile insect, or wretch. People often think, of course, the monster is Frankenstein, and it's the doctor, of course. That's right. That's Frankenstein, and not the name of the monster. Oh, or arguably, Dr. Frankenstein is the monster. Oh, that's got deep very quickly. Right, right. He's just throwing psychology and crap in there. (laughs) Ow, ow! That's a (laughs) meta-narrative. Hold on to this, Michelle, we're going in dry. Oh! Yes, indeed. (laughs) Put it on the wrist. <laughs> <laughs> roll, roll, roll in the hay. But. <laughs> what in the world is 
round oh, blocker. <laughs> you guys hit the jubes early, didn't you? I never felt more like hitting the jubes. <laughs> Great. Someone should write a song about that. It's a strange show, and I'm the straight one. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know about that. Yeah, that'd be first. This show, I love this show. Now, the monster, of course, doesn't have a name, but this is where you will win your points during a telling of the story. Mary Shelley did refer to him by a name. She just didn't include it in the book. To win your points tonight, you need to tell me. Cliff. Cliff Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a... Oh! There it was. If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, Michelle has given you your first shot of the evening. Cliff? Wherever Clifford Frankenstein sounds like a Jewish car salesman from Wisconsin. Clifford Frank, you're going to go Clifford Frankenstein. Yep. Okay. No middle name, just Cliff. Gene. Mm, <laughs> you Gene. Clifford Gene Frankenstein. You can just see the little green baby at the font, can't you? Oh. With the pastor giving him his name. Do you want to win some points, Michelle, and tell me? the name that Mary Shelley actually gave her monster when she was telling the story, but wasn't included in the book. It is quite cerebral. If you thought it through, I suspect you may come up with it. Yeah, I've hung you out to dry. Abby Normal. Abby Normal. That's a very good answer. I like that. I'm going to give you a point just for sharing that with us. Or cultural, Frank. Cultural Frank Frankenstein. Junior. Yeah. <laughs> Gavin. Oh, let's try something like Cerberus. Uh, it should be a demon's name. I'm not coming up with a good name. You're going to kick yourself when I tell you, because Am when I, I really? tell you this, you'll be like, oh, of course, Adam. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, See where we are? That's yeah. boring. Yeah. Have you ever read the part of the Bible when Eve eats Adam's dirty laundry thinking it was a salad? What? No. Yeah, that one actually did go over my head. The sound Mine effects too. make sense here. Yeah. Did... Do you Eve's want to explain a salad. that one? Have you ever read the part of the Bible where Eve eats Adam's dirty laundry thinking it was a salad? They're all wearing leaves, aren't they? <gasps> oh, oh my gosh, yes. Oh, God. There are no points. That's that. a reach. No matter how much you're looking. God, it was cold this week. Can I just put that out there? <laughs> Just, oh. just the minus 65. Let us carry on. It's colder than that on the moon. <laughs> I came it. in Wednesday night cursing like I had Tourette's. I'm nice. telling you. Wow, that must have been bad because I've heard you curse and swear. Yeah. To clarify, it actually was. There were minus 65 wind chills I'm aware in of that. Minnesota. Absolutely. That's crazy. That's madness. There's planets that aren't as cold at that at night. Unbelievable. <laughs> Where did Mary Shelley get the name Frankenstein from? Simple enough. You were making jokes about Clifford Frankenstein. Where did she come up with that name? She had a reason for choosing it. What happened? What did she come across? What did she find? Who did she know? It was Where... her favourite teacher. Her favourite teacher at school. Mr Frankenstein, I haven't done my homework today. I've been a naughty girl. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're going to go with a school teacher. Yep. Mr. Frankenstein took her for geography. Or the guy that owned the bagel shop. <laughs> That's Finkelstein. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I see a theme developing here tonight. Yes, it's Dr. Finkelstein. It's Dr. Finkelstein's monster. 
You're mad. <laughs> mad over there, I tell I know, you. Frankenstein's bagels. Yeah. <laughs> I know where that is. That's on Whitechapel High Street. I've been there many times. Mm. Michelle, where did Mary Shelley get the name Frankenstein from? My guess is she took a grand tour of Europe. I like that idea. Grand tour of Europe. Very popular back in the day for rich people, especially young ladies. Take an artist with you. Go to Venice. Go and see the pyramids. Do a few sketches. Come back with half a dozen different sexually transmitted diseases. Wow. With six months away. <laughs> That's one wow. does. Chad, where did she get the name Frankenstein? It was literally a combination of a Frank, a person named Frank, and a beer mug. That's a good idea. Do you know what this word Stein actually means in German? Full. I think it means stone. <laughs> like a stonemason. Okay. So Frankenstein means uh, Franks that work with stones. And when I mean Franks, I think like the French, Francophiles, oh, sure. yep. rather than my name's Frank. Hello, how are you? There must be someone out there called Frank and Stein. That must happen. Might have changed his name to Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Frank Einstein. Albert Einstein's son, of course. I'm going to give Michelle two points. I'm feeling very generous tonight. Because it was on the Grand Tour. It was a castle in Germany called Frankenstein Castle that she visited on the Grand Tour. There you go. Michelle's 100% correct. She's read a few books. See where we are? The alchemist, Johann Conrad Dippel, was born and lived in that castle. And he was famous for doing experiments on dead bodies. So oh, there is right. a little bit yeah. more to that, and I think she got inspired Ooh. by that. I love Mr. Dipple. What year was Frankenstein food or Frankenstein crops used? So the term Frankenstein crops for modified, genetically modified food, when do you think closest one will win that that term came into existence for the very 1947. first time? 1947. You're saying 1947, the world first got to hear of Frankenstein food or Frankenstein crops. Yeah. Representing genetically modified. Jamaican. Produce. Jamaican produce. <laughs> They're Jamaican <laughs> modified fruit. Beer con. <laughs> Frankenstein beer con. Wind your body I down. <laughs> yes. Frankenstein. Jamaican Frankenstein. Mm. Imagine the bobsleigh team. We're going to have to go back. Oh. I've left my arm behind. <laughs> The Rastafarian Frank. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Rastafrank. You've been smoking some strange things over there in Leave the booth. Leave me alone in my hole. It's Jubes. Frankenstein. Jubes. Jamaican Frankenstein. <laughs> Do you wish to snatch some points, Michelle? When was that term first used? 2000. You're going to go 2000. Chad, what are your thoughts there? I don't think Heather's far off, and I think the guy who actually did it made rice. And he won a Nobel Prize for it. I'm going to say something around, like, 53. Michelle is a long way no. off, but she still wins the point. No. It was as recent as 1989. Before 1989, the term Frankenstein foods or Frankenstein crops to represent genetically modified foods was first invented. Boo. Don't you just love that new monster smell? Mm-hmm. I like old monsters. Yeah. Edison Studios produced the first Frankenstein film in 1910, and it was thought to be lost until rediscovered again Mm -hmm. very, very recently. And that's a very good segue, because also on this day in 1893, Thomas Edison completed the world's first movie studio at a place called West Orange in New Jersey. Jersey. New Jersey. So for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about the inventor Thomas Edison, 1847, of course, to 19. 
31. Thomas Edison had an abnormally large what? What did he have bigger than everyone else at school? Earlobes. He had earlobes that were huge. Yep. He could have pierced them half a dozen times, wouldn't yep. have made a dent. Yep. So Thomas Edison had abnormally large yep. earlobes. Yep. I'm happy to take that answer. You are going to go with thumbs. He was the best hitchhiker on the East Coast. Did you know that? And wrestler. Oh, man, was that guy. Never lost <laughs> never lost a wrestling. Was the texting genius of his day. Nice. Apparently, <laughs> if phones would have been invented, which he had a hand in, of course. He was an oh, expert yeah. on telegraphs. Invented or went some way towards inventing the light bulb, the phonogram, magnetic tape, how to get ore, iron ore from rocks. Many fantastic inventions. Do you think inventions. That they had sexting back then through the telegraph? Yep. hello this is the operator could you plug me into line two please mrs johnson in the butchers click the what are you wearing crinoline and crinoline (laughs) and pantaloons and a corset and crinoline you know what would be and a hoop skirt keep going make it up something even better would be morris code Sexting oh. in Morris code. Click, 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 click. <laughs> I'm in my vest. Click, 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 click. All the gravy from the meat pie is dribbling down my chin. Click, oh, click, 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 click. That would be terrible. Click. You'd have to wait for hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chad can't do that. <laughs> no, I get it done right away. That's right. <laughs> it's efficiency. And the yes. old man in the telegraph office reading Dead. it to you. <laughs> in a very monotone voice. Exactly. <laughs> what does it say? What does it say? She wants to rub your elbows with... Is that jello? I couldn't get the... Is that jello? <laughs> Keep going, old man. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's fabulous. <laughs> There's a quiz show in here dying to get out. Yeah. Chad, Thomas Edison had an abnormally large what? I'm going to go with prefrontal cortex because that <laughs> one actually makes sense. Why, nice. Oh, <laughs> Pre-cortal. no. He's actually right. <gasps> no. Yeah. I was going to say head. Take that. He's fired. It's actually a head and forehead. He had an abnormally large forehead and head, but mm. that's close enough <laughs> that he shall win. The points. His forehead actually latterly became declared a World Heritage Site mm. by UNESCO. Many <laughs> people oh, are aware great. of that. It's very good, isn't it? <laughs> I love this show. Around 13 years of age, he was a very small boy. Edison set up a laboratory in a very unusual place and set everything on fire, burned the whole thing down with a chemical experiment. To win your points, you need to tell me the unusual place. Milk factory. As a 13-year-old boy, he set up a laboratory in a milk factory. Yeah. So there was a fire in a milk, milk factory. Yeah. Do you think that all curdled at that point? Maybe. Do you think they That's ran how they so got chocolate milk? F- they ran so fast out of the building they went past your eyes. Oh, oh god. Nice. Oh. It was a milk barn. A milk barn. Mm-hmm. I will accept that answer. Where did he set up a laboratory in a very strange place? Called it all a lie. His mom she shed. His mum she shed. I'm sure his mum. Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl she shed I can't I have nothing to back up what his mother was called Cheryl Edison Cheryl Edison what was I thinking <laughs> I asked right Yeah. Chad where did he set a light oh I'm gonna take a risk and say maybe they had indoor plumbing so their bathroom he actually set up a laboratory in the baggage car of a train 
and he managed oh, to catch wow. the entire train. He did a lot of work oh, with trains. No. He did telegraphs. He worked on the trains. He actually saved a young child from dying on the railway tracks in a train accident. And his father, her father, was very grateful and then taught him as a reward to use the telegraph. I think he must have only been a With 13, 14. Whatever he was using, Miss Morris. Yeah, he learned that'd be that right. by the dad of the girl he saved playing on the railway tracks. See? Edison made a device to kill what pest? With electricity. Mosquitoes. You are going with mosquitoes? Yes. The only thing about it being minus 65 in Minnesota is we've not seen any mosquitoes yet. It's fabulous. It's a joy, isn't it? <laughs> That's why I love this state. Perfect. No mosquitoes uh, when it's minus 65 or below. Do you think that this kills all of the larvae so they won't come back well, it can't no. do, for a while? Can it? No, it does not. No, because no. <gasps> yeah. they will in the summer. We'll be out there hitting each other <laughs> like yeah. Cyrillian folk dancers <laughs> with OCD. Yeah, great. There's some evenings I need a blood transfusion. Mm. Honestly, they're the size of horses. You could put a saddle on one. They are bad. Ride it around. <laughs> Terrible. So you're going with mosquitoes. Yeah. What pest did he invite? Invite. Come into my house. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Cheese. That'll teach you. Yeah. The mosquitoes partial to cheese? Mosquitoes and cheese. I mean mice. Mice. Yeah. <laughs> she always spreads her chips about. Unbelievable. Mosquitoes and mice is my choice. I was going to say mice and rats. You can choose mice and rats. I'll let you have that. Chad. Uh, you took both my guesses. <laughs> I'm going to go with mosquitoes. It was a cockroach. Ah! That was my third guess. We're all brave until we realize that cockroaches have wings and fly, of course. Can I tell a short story? Very, very short. Promise. Go on. Is my... it fun and informative? No, my favorite no, okay. thing ever. <laughs> no. No. no, it's not fun or informative. Neither. <laughs> my favorite gift ever I got and I've lost is a mosquito racket. A mosquito. Like a Texas size one? Yes, and, it, yep, and it's electrified. Yep. yep. Yep, I have one. And so one. you swing it through the air and you get to hear them zzz, 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 <laughs> as you swat them. It is the best thing ever. I I'm love sure in dungeons all over Belgium, there's people using that in ways it shouldn't be used. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can make that happen here. No, we can't. <laughs> no, you've lost it, apparently. How did Edison say he went deaf in his youth? How did he go deaf? What his mom. Think? You Cheryl? Think he went deaf Cheryl. You know, Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl was shouting. <laughs> From the she shed. <laughs> Stop setting things alight. <laughs> Edison made his own moonshine from metal polish and turpentine. The dog drank some and gave a cough, sparks from its ass, and its fur fell off. Wow, Aww. nice. Okay, what was the question again? How did he go deaf? In both ears or just one? I believe in both ears. Mm, he caught some sort of a disease. I like the idea of that. That sounds very plausible, doesn't it? It can mm. almost be right. What do you think, Michelle? Some kind of laboratory explosion. Oh, yep. oh Connie! Oh, no. Chad, mm. how did he lose his hearing? Yeah, he was doing experiments. He was playing with, like, dynamite or something like that. Explosions is right. I'm going to give Morris a couple <gasps> of points. What? Yeah, this moves you. her up to 74. It was suggested that he caught smallpox, and that was responsible for his hearing loss. But in later life, he actually said he was hit by a train. 
and that's how he lost. He needs to steer clear <laughs> of trains. Yeah, you gotta look he out for those. His deal. His wife, his wife, that would be odd. His mother, Cheryl, go and play on the railway tracks. <laughs> Thomas, <laughs> Thomas, Thomas, <laughs> go play on the railway tracks. What's the worst that can happen? You go deaf <laughs> if you keep playing with it. <laughs> <laughs> what? <Hey. laughs> and where's my mosquito swatter gone? <laughs> I love, I love this show. God made farts smell so deaf people could enjoy them too. Oh, God. That was then. But this is now as we enter our favourite round of the evening. It's the mailbag. Mailbag! I love it. It's a mailbag. We love the mailbag. I love reading out your comments, your support, any thoughts that you have on the show. If you write to me on Facebook, why not go there now? Go to Facebook, search for more questions than answers with adrian lee we have jokes there's camaraderie there's all kinds of cartoons all of the news stories and many more that i cannot read out on air there's everything on there for you have a huge following we have lots of fun and we'll talk about the curse of oak island in a few minutes time as well we have lots of fun on there but find us on facebook everyone has written to us this week on facebook except my mother that sent me a very funny email which we'll be reading out shortly which is oh that's great Dave in Texas posted yesterday. It's MQTAE. We should have that. MQTAE. Oh, yeah. The night before MQTA. Love it. Mandy in Minnesota added, finally, it's the eve of MQTA. Mm-hmm. I've on. been waiting. I think I've aged this week waiting. Well, in the cold weather, you would have done. Yeah. Both Mandy and Dave are listening to the show first at 10 p.m. Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network. Come rain, shine. Or frost and snow. We have a hundred thousand listeners in a hundred and ninety countries around the world. Did you get a chance to look at any of the countries this week, or did that pass us by? Mm, keep going, and I'll look real quick. Okay, well, wait in suspense. Heater, our good friend, of course, uh-huh. in New York. Uh-huh. Hi, Heater. Uh-huh. I love him. He's been yep. very creative again. He did a little vignette. <laughs> a little oh tableau. Great stuff. Would it be called a tableau? A tableau. It's my favorite. There's ever. the four of us. Standing on a stage. <laughs> I yeah. love it. I ask a question. Mm. Morris, as always, spreads her chips about and gave me the answer of cranberries and goat. Love it. <laughs> and Michelle then replied with octopus. It's very funny. Chad wins the points. So thank you, Heater, for doing your graphics and your jokes. Oh, yep. We it, love you that. You were brilliant. So yeah, good, Heater. Yeah, thank you, you. You have to look at the Facebook site if you haven't seen that. It's hilarious. And that's more questions than answers with Adrian Lee on facebook i'm going to mention patreon of course we have a lot of patreon followers lisa in minnesota she's a patreon she said thanks for the great laughs the great not for your mother section she thought that was very funny this week <laughs> awesome no. when we're going through the news of the world the news yeah. of the paranormal the strange the bizarre ufos cryptozoology uh-huh. ghosts and hauntings yeah we come across stories of a sexual nature yeah. things bit. we cannot read out on dark matter for being fined or perhaps the risk of being removed from me. In fact, the station producer said to us in our first ever episode, you can't read out stories like that. And we thought, that's fine. Yeah. We'll just do an extra 20 to 25 minutes. <laughs> and then we'll do it the way we want. At the end of the show, at the top of the hour, we stay <laughs> in the studio and we read out all the filth there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But you can only access that if you go to our archives, and I'll talk about those shortly, yeah. or you become a Patreon. If you go to right. patreon.com, search for MQTA Radio, For a single dollar, you get to hear the show first with an extra 20 to 25 minutes of film. There's episodes on there that will never, ever be aired that we've done separately. 
Yeah. And last week, we sat in the studio. Everyone who sent us in questions when I asked for them several weeks ago, we sat for an mm-hmm. hour and a half. We had lots of fun. There yes. was lots of jokes and banter. Oh, and we answered all those questions. And that will be on Patreon in the next week or two. Uh, I would say within the next three days. Because so I don't have a life. A big thank you to all of our Patreons. There's 90 minutes of extra show. <laughs> If you're playing the Bell Bunch and Snort drinking game, Michelle is giving you... You never expected, sometimes it just pops <laughs> out. That one did not feel coming at all. Nobody expects the Michelle Snort. Right. Skull, salute, pros, cheers, wherever you are. Everyone in the studio is now having a drink. But go to Patreon for a single dollar. You can't buy a Snickers bar for that. And you get lots and lots for your money. Go on there and have a look. Have a browse yeah, first. See if you please. want to join. But we do appreciate that support. We have lots of costs. All of the platforms that we're on, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Brussels Sprouts, Buzz Sprouts. I mean, there's just hundreds of platforms. Mm, they all cost Spotify. money. Yeah. yeah. We're out there in lots of places. That does cost money. It does. And mm. this studio costs as well. So we appreciate that. We're not making a profit here. We're just breaking even and we appreciate that. John E. also posted on the uh, question of Patreon. I'm getting my warm fuzzy socks on, making a cup of hot chocolate. Firing up the MQTA download on Patreon. The warmth of the wit and humour melts the bits of the demon seed of polar vortex. Great yes. oh, nice. Ghostbusters, isn't it? I, like I wish I had thought of that. A wordsmith. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was good. That was very good. We've actually got some new Patreons this week. Yay! Well. So a big oh, thank you nice. to Don and a big thank you to Kimberly Kim yes, for right. joining thank us you. as well. Martin, Robin, Lisa, John, we've got some amazing oh, love yes. you guys. Thank you so, thank so you much. For that. Dina has posted Alexa, skip to Friday. Well, we're here now. <laughs> yep. Happy dance. Ta-da! That went quickly, didn't it? <laughs> Lorraine added Friday, the best time of the week. We get a new show with uh, Adrian's uh, sexy voice. Oh, sexy whatever. Answer. Heather's bewitching voice. I love it. And Michelle's snort. <laughs> oh, I love that too. Bring it on. There's another <laughs> one. Get it down, your boy. Chad's chopped liver, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We are uh, available. Go to our SoundCloud archives. All of the shows for the last five years, completely free, back to back. Go to SoundCloud, search for MQTA Radio. We have an extra 20 to 25 minutes of filth. And why not press the little orange love heart while you're there? Show us how much you appreciate what we do. Or write us a nice you. review on iTunes or Stitcher. Yeah, please. <sighs> yeah. I got an email this week. Oh, oh you did. From my mother. <laughs> did really? you cry? Oh. I'm going to read it for you. So my mother emailed me this week. It read, here we are. Hi, Adrian. Got to laugh. (laughs) Maybe. I'm getting loads of messages from your MQTA listeners. (laughs) Wishing me a happy birthday. Aww. So sweet. One even called me Olive. Why? Why would you call her Olive? How strange. (laughs) Where did she get that from? That's adorable. Because last I week you, I, I told a story that we wrote the word olive on the back of my mum's ear when we were yes. 13. She's writing to me. I laughed solidly for a full 10 minutes. Aww. I thought that was the best thing Love in the you, world Jenny. ever. That made me smile. Yeah. We're available on Facebook. All of tonight's messages to support are on Facebook. All of the stories, the bands of the jokes, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Go over to there and join us. We have 100,000 followers on Twitter, Adrian underscore Lee yeah. underscore tips. 
I write books. You wouldn't believe it, but I write books for a living. If you're interested in hauntings, ghosts, the paranormal, search for Adrian Lee on Amazon. I'm really pushing the Mysterious Minnesota book at the moment. 13 of the most historic and haunted sites in Minnesota. All of the evidence, all of the real ghost stories with my team, the International Paranormal Society, has fabulous fabulous reviews absolutely heather's been online you're going to give us some of the countries that listened to Ooh, us last week yeah. have i caught you by surprise you were waving Not at really. me I did was, you just want to go to the but toilet then i got bored and distracted wow <laughs> 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 heather's on minus 70 70 <laughs> you're on four no. you're back to four well, Ow. we have the United States, United Kingdom in two, Canada in three. The Netherlands have made it up to four. Nice. Australia's in five. Tanya. And I have to tell you, we have Thailand in there <gasps> coming really? in. Really? That's after Chad's visit. He and gave out a lot of business cards. Mm-hmm. We're still mm-hmm. big they in love Japan. Me over there. Oh, yes. well, you're big in Japan tonight. Yeah. And then <laughs> it, we've got my home country of Sweden. Yeah, Sweden. <laughs> das. Yes, a typical American who claims to be Swedish. No, I am. I saw my ancestry. You had a Swedish fish once. No. You ate some ludifish. Swedish. <laughs> yeah, five <laughs> generations Ludafisk ago. Ludifish is Norwegian. No, my grandfather was 100% Swedish. Okay. You bugger. Anyway. Oh, take that. Yeah. I love it. I love the Swedish everything. Uh, especially the films. Anyway, nine is Germany. Das. Oh. Das is yeah. the, the what? Das not. That's it. Sehr gut. Anything else while we're butchering? Lieben Dick. Liebfrau Milch. Which means I love you, by the way. I thought it was I love milky donuts. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm glad you said milky yeah. donuts. <laughs> ich bin ein Berliner. <laughs> and it's Liebe. Uh, whatever. Du hast schöne Augen. And then in last place is Mexico. Nice. That's not last place. That's in 10th place. place. That's 10th out of 190. Right. So last out of 10th. Does that make sense? Yes. Out of the top 10. Yeah. I I wish I could say something in Spanish. Muchas gracias. Oh. There you go. One tienes mis toquediscos. No, uno cerveza, por favor. Sí. ¿Dónde es el baño? Lesson one. <laughs> I, beat you I, the I, I don't think you're helping us anymore, Michelle. I toilet. <laughs> Happy days. Curse of Oak Island. Talk to our listeners. What do we do every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time, Miss Morris? Every Tuesday, we all log on to Facebook on More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee, and we find the happy little post that has all of us logged in. Adrian, Michelle, Chad, and myself are all there speaking live, throwing wacky gifts. Witticisms. Yep. And witticisms and... Funny comments. Funny comments. Snarky comments. If you haven't seen this yet, you have to get on that. It's so fun. Hundreds and hundreds of people. It's hilarious. It's better than the show. It is the best (laughs) time to have on a Tuesday night. Yep. I'm telling you, you have to Unless you're in a bowling league in Michigan. No, actually, I think this is better. This is better. I think way better. Bring your own drink. Yep. And show up, and you'll have a good time. 8 p.m. Central Time on our Facebook site. Just look for the thread and jump in. The water's great. Tuesday nights. I am going to recap last Tuesday's episode. Oh, good. Because I do this every week. This could take a while. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Do we have a solid 10, 20 minutes? So we'll just go over some of the salient points. 
And that's what happened on the Curse of Oak Island. And we're done. <laughs> and we're done. And relax. Catherine in California, who I'm sure is having better weather than us, has written, Curse of Oak Island has got to be making lots of money off of MQTA radio. Thanks to our viewership, shouldn't both brothers be required to be Patreons? Yes, Yes, they should. (laughs) Last week I said we should have a Curse of Oak Island cocktail. What would the ingredients be? Mm. And what have you got? Literally, four people wrote in. No, we've had more than that. So in our last show, we decided we needed a Curse of Oak Island cocktail. Our listeners have responded. Martin, our good friend in New, because said it needs to have coconut fibre in it. Yes. Of course. I'm not sure that would go down too well. He mm. says, let's call it the metal detector. He says, Jägermeister spiced rum, vodka and coconut fibre. Okay. Does that sound like a winning combination? Yep. I don't know why they call it fibre. It should be called smoothage instead of roughage, shouldn't it? Do you not think? Put a jube in it. Well, that has that is coming. Oh. Diana has posted, holy water, Captain Morgan, coconut rum. Gatorade and Red Bull. Mm. I don't know whether you drink that or rub it on your arthritic knee. Robert said Goldschlager and coconut rum. Mm, that might be good. Actually. Jerry, our good friend in Michigan, has said it needs to be drunk out of a coconut. Yes, and I agree. 13 Paradox in St. Lucia's said he has a coconut tree in his backyard so he can <laughs> supply them. He can nice. supply the nuts. <laughs> Lorraine said throw a jube in it. I love it. See, that's perfect. Hey, jube. Okay, I say it's Malibu, pickle juice, and vodka, and we call it a salty Legina. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> how about a salty Legina? I like oh, it! Well, however you say it. <laughs> you say potato, <laughs> I say potato. It is now the time of the show where Dr. Chad Peters reads out his strange, bizarre, random, fascinating fact of the evening. So, we play Dr. Peters. Schizophrenia does not mean split personality. Most people, when they're talking about an actual split personality, are talking about dissociative identity disorder. That's what I was going to say. What? Of course you were. My doctor told me I was a paranoid schizophrenic. I mean, he never actually said that, but we knew that's what he was thinking. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I love this show. We enter the first round that is Ghosts and Hauntings. Michelle has scored five. I'm yet to score. Heather went from 74 to four. Chad is on two points, and everything is to play for. Explorers venture into an abandoned prison in the dead of night. What they feel is terrifying. David Scott and John Stevens, who run the YouTube channel at Paranormal Experience, visited the old Joliet prison in Illinois, USA, in their latest video. We were hoping to speak to any apparent ghosts that remain in the abandoned building, amid rumors of an old x-ray room that was haunted. Speaking into a frequency ITC research device. I've been a paranormal investigator for 25 years. Miss Morris, how long have you been a paranormal investigator? Mm, At least 13. At the highest level. Have you heard of a frequency ITC research device? That's made up. It's a ghost box. (laughs) It's all common. If you are playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, you're now welcome to another shot. This is a tool common among ghost hunters, apparently. David began to ask if there were any ghosts present. He was left shocked to his core when he played back the recording and appears to hear the unseen spirit answering the question. Who is in the room with us right now, David asks. Who just touched me? To which the apparent spirit is heard saying, Hi, get out. I've written entire books on 45-minute conversations, an hour conversations with spirits and ghosts. I've spoken 
to Jesse James. I've spoken to Sinclair Lewis. I've spoken to Wild Bill Hickok. I've spoken to Elvis Presley in Sun Studios. Calamity Jane, I've had 45 minutes to an hour-long conversations with the dead, just like Johnny Carson using a ghost box. If all he's got is high get-out, they've got problems, haven't they? They need to get better evidence. Mm. The modern-day Ghostbusters believe they even caught the anomaly on camera, using a modified camera that claims to pick up any extra guests that are lurking around the room. That's a full-spectrum camera, I believe. Oh, boy. David was shocked to find the ghost stood just centimetres away. Standing at the height of a small child, the unexplained figure appears to talk directly into the hunter's audio device, to which the apparent spirit is heard replying. When David asks, who is in the room, tell me your name again. The ghost simply replies, hi. They're not breaking any new ground here, are they? Are you serious? The ghost then appears to walk around David and stand behind him. The old Juliet prison was an active correctional centre from 1858 to 2002. It was used as a prisoner of war camp during the Civil War between 1861 and 1865. Wow, a ghost that says hi or a disappointing reply. Go to our ghost book site. Go to our Facebook site. (laughs) You'd find more ghosts in this story. No one's ghosting anyone, are they, on the internet or on Facebook? Wow, a ghost says hi or a disappointing reply. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers. With Adrian Ian, you can read that story for yourself in glorious Technicolor. Uh, so, from what I'm reading on the internet here, spirit boxes, ITC, that, that's what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> Apparently. Guess. Said the skeptic. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's hear it. Square yep, the show. Yep. It stands for Instrumental Transdimental. Oh. Transdimental. Trans- yeah, yeah, you mental bugger. I went on. to a rave concert in 1991 and went to a transmental. I bet. Band. So, instrumental, transdimensional yeah, yeah. communication, or or a broken radio transcommunication. That's what they're. That's what they're talking about. I think they're essentially talking about your EVPs. Do you think so? I've no idea. I said I've been a ghost hunter it's, 25 it's a, years. It's a different years. way to say it, but I think they're talking about the same thing. Sounds like on Ghostbusters when they're trying to be technical and they're talking about yeah, proton, electric, right. accelerators, and nuclear this, that, and the other. It's a broken radio on a loop is what we're discussing here. And yep, you yep. have to know how to use it. This is very true. Michelle, you're a runaway leader tonight on Five Points. What have oh. you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? A stunned couple claim to have captured what they believe to be the ghost of a monk, oh, stalking God. them through a haunted castle. Johnny Monk. Oh, that's bunk. <laughs> it's a bunk monk. If you're playing the belt... <laughs> You can have a double, apparently. <laughs> Courtesy of Morris there. Oh, good. <laughs> Charge your glasses. Have a double. A frangelico. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Helen Wakeman, 43, and her partner, John Dargan, 33, were on a paranormal investigation tour at Dudley Castle. Earlier this month, the couple from Birmingham were left speechless when they checked their pictures from the trip, later on only to discover... The spooky apparition. Helen took the picture as John stood on the steps that lead to the castle, but says she never noticed the figure stood to the right of the archway. Later, the pair were told by a tour guide that monks would have often walked through the archway to attend prayers at the castle. We finally looked through the pictures we had taken, and we spotted the figure next to the archway, which eerily looks like a monk with a hooded cloak. 
everyone says they see a monk. There's monks everywhere. Every other week, we're reading out a ghostly monk story. Yeah. Monks are incredibly religious. They've dedicated their entire life to Christ and God. So if they're not in heaven, the whole thing has been a waste of time for them, hasn't it? I think so. You'd think the most righteous person would be in heaven. And yet there's ghost monks and ghost nuns everywhere we go. And you'd think if there were any type of people alive on this planet, they're going to end up passing on, going into heaven. It would be monks and nuns yes it? would you yeah. not think that or think maybe so. purgatory is real this is true you have angels praying over you in the graveyard as statues to pray for you in purgatory purgatory of course a medieval idea we've kind of lost that a little bit we threw the baby out with the bathwater when we burnt all our catholics in britain yeah, i know <laughs> we lost saints we lost angels <laughs> I just... yeah you put the cart before the horse there. we did it was a very warm winter that year, though. We yeah. managed to keep ourselves Run, warm. Right? Lovely. Throw another and, Catholic on the fire. Screaming. <laughs> oh, that maybe wasn't supposed to be. There's going to be letters. Wow, that split the audience right down the middle, didn't it? <laughs> it did. Yes, wow. it did. Anything else you've got to add to that? Oh, Michelle? they had just started the tour on a car park close to the steps and only took it as a quick photo. They didn't even look at it for a few days. We had a great night. It was very spooky, and we went off in groups for vigils and to explore the grounds, which I think would be awesome. When we finally looked through the pictures we had taken, we spotted the figure next to the archway. That was bunk. Go on. (laughs) We were so excited that we had finally managed to capture something on camera. The end. Wow. (laughs) Thank you for the Johnny Monk story. Yep. I shall give you two... Fabulous points, but don't make a habit of it. You okay. are now <laughs> ha, 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 up to seven. A planned sculpture of Satan in the <gasps> Spanish city of Segovia has been criticised for being too jolly. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I because saw... everybody loves Satan. Oh, my God. <laughs> I saw this sculpture. Oh, that's funny. It was that's wonderful funny. and not bunk because I love him. <laughs> no, wow. I mean, I don't love Satan. I love the sculpture. Oh, oh that's good. The that's bronze good. statue was created as a tribute to a local legend, which says that the devil was tricked into building the city's famous aqueduct. The devil was tricked into taking selfies because I've seen this sculpture. <laughs> but residents say... That the devil, who is smiling and taking a selfie with the smartphone, <laughs> that's great. I win. I win. Looks too friendly. I tell you what, if I was chasing women drinking and gambling, I'd look jolly too. Right. Yeah. The artist told BBC News he was surprised by the level of criticism directed at his artwork. A judge has now ordered the artwork to be put on hold while he looks into whether it is offensive to Christians. Satan's oh. an angel. Satan is a fallen angel. Yes, he is. So if you think about the glory of angels and how beautiful they're supposed to look with their flowing golden locks and in their robes, that's Satan. Satan would be good looking. Satan would look perfect. He would look remarkably perfect, too perfect. The reason he left God was because of his ego and he wanted to be more popular than God, would you not think? Sure. Yeah. Right. And beyond that, his function is to convince mortals to come to his side, the dark side. So, yeah, he would definitely be good-looking and convincing. Charismatic's the word, isn't it? Exactly. The reason God allows Satan to exist, because if God made angels, he can get rid of them again, right? Yes. But God allows Satan to exist, so mankind has a choice. Free will. Free will. I like how this is going. You leave this show when more than you arrive with. That's worth a dollar of anyone's money, surely. More than 4,000... 5,400 people, just over 10% of the city's population, have signed a petition 
calling for the sculpture to be cancelled. No, give it to me. The petition says that because the devil is shown in a jovial way with a phone in his hand, it exalts evil and therefore is offensive to Catholics. No, give it to me. There's actually a part of the Bible that says the devil will disguise himself as a righteous man. Yes. Mm-hmm. It adds that Satan is supposed to be repulsive and despicable, not kind and seductive, I would disagree. Like that of a good-natured devil without malice that has been proposed. Mm. But the row has taken the artist Jose Antonio Arabella by surprise. It seems to me incredible that people would be so fiercely against the sculpture of a devil to commemorate a popular legend. I have not received any money whatsoever for the sculpture. I have done this purely as a tribute to the city, so he's not making any money. Imagine how I feel, he says. Good for him. Wait a minute. How much time does it take to make a sculpture like that? Don't make me hit you on the head. Yeah, that that, that is actually going to take a while. We've got to cast it in bronze. You don't do that for free. No, you don't. Well, apparently, he says he's done it for free. Oh, Mm -hmm. good for him. Well, he could get a lot more commissions that way. Yes. Sure. It's advertisement. Oh, yeah. yeah, he did that for the exposure. I doubt it. If no. you give freely, you receive no. freely. Sure. Epic foul or the devil's in the detail. Ooh. Go to our Facebook site, see the jovial devil character for yourself. We're going to squeeze in as many stories as possible in the final round. That is the strange and the bizarre. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of this? I didn't even prep that, so you're going to have to go with a couple of them. Oh. Well, give me one. What have you got there? Well, do you want a yaoi in your counter? A what? In Australia. Oh, I do. Yeah, it's I like a that. yeah, yeah let's do that. But you kind of bypass that round. Or you can have in Boston. Oh, we could I waste two minutes know. discussing what stories you've I want got. a yaoi one. No, listen. Members of a midget crime ring. <gasps> crime ring. Midget crime ring. So which do you want? Let's right. do both. Oh, boy. All right. Here we go. A delivery truck driver has been struggling to cope after coming face to face with a strange creature in the bush. (laughs) Oh, a strange creature in the bush. That's right. Is that you, Adrian? Every man has this problem (laughs) once in a while. The 53-year-old, who identifies only as Gary, had been driving across part of Australia's Gold Coast when he was suddenly forced to slam on his brakes to avoid a large bipedal or pedal creature (laughs) that had suddenly emerged. You say bipedal, I say (laughs) bipedal. Tomato, tomato. (laughs) That had suddenly emerged from the side of the road in broad daylight. He stopped and stared in horror as the three meter, how tall is that really? Nine feet. Ooh, and big. some big More creature yeah. slammed its arms down on the bonnet of his truck. Closer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Before disappearing back into the trees almost as quickly as it had appeared because it was a quick flash of a bipedal pedal creature. <laughs> angry. <laughs> angry. <laughs> it was angry. Angry. <laughs> you don't get any extra money for acting you realise that <laughs> but I love it but I love it. deserve it I do it for the love of the sport <laughs> oh god well it was oh I was going southern there and it shouldn't be southern it could be it? southern Australia there's lots of southerns <laughs> all over the world right <sighs> it just couldn't get out of my mind mate uh, nailed it nailed it nailed it oh yeah 
I was having trouble sleeping at night. That's like a Pakistani <laughs> Irishman. No one has the yowie. <laughs> yowie? Yowie. Oh. I got a big yowie mm. in me closet. Not to be confused with the Israeli yowie. Oh. Very, very different. Different. The creature is believed to be Australia's answer to North America's Bigfoot. So this is the Australian Bigfoot, if you need to know. I like it. Why do we need two of them? Uh, we need to increase the population, <laughs> It's a breeding <laughs> right, program. Right, uh, yeah. Yep. The whole thing has lasted for over five seconds, eh? Oh, that's Canada. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting a tour tonight. You're getting your money's worth, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, We've visited four continents so far. And you are staring at the monster in the face, watching it make sure it's on the Barbie. I don't know what this says. It isn't going to step around at you. You are scared for your life. Wow. I don't know what that is. Is it I, I've given Zimbabwe? up. Zimbabwe? No, Zimbabwe? Yeah, that's Zimbabwe, Yahweh. <laughs> that was far and away the best Antarctican accent <laughs> I've ever heard. Antarctican. He's yes. in it now, too. Yep, yep. I figure it's one in a million thing. Lightning doesn't strike twice. Mate. Yeah, stick a or mate something. on the end of his sentence. He's nailed it. <laughs> on the other hand, I would like to see it with a camera. Just to prove it, you know, mate. And trim on the Barbie and stuff. <laughs> oh, it. I should give you points. <laughs> For the life of me, I have no idea why. We've literally got two minutes. Michelle, jump in. Win the show in the round of The Strange and the Bizarre. Oh, Elvis is alive and well and working as a singing pastor in Arkansas, uh-huh. according to conspiracy theorists. Ever since the king of rock and roll died on August 16, 1977, at age 42 after a heart attack on the toilet, fans have been convinced that he is still alive. Over the years, there have been countless theories that he faked his own demise to escape the pressure of fame. One of the most popular recent theories is that Elvis, who would now be 84, has assumed the identity of Bob Joyce. The Arkansas pastor is a talented musician, an Elvis fan, whose singing voice bears an uncanny resemblance to the king's. But that's where it all ends. Good old Bob. Yep. Pastor Joyce says, I consider it a great compliment that anyone would think I was Elvis, for I have always had a great respect for him. But there is only one Elvis, and I am not him. If you wish to see the Elvis story, go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee. And I contributed to a couple of chapters on the paranormal side of Elvis. If you're interested, go and look for The Letters of Elvis or Elvis's Letters by Gary Lindbergh. I dedicated two chapters. You've reached the part of the show that we call Not For Your Mother, so thank you for finding us on one of our platforms. If you're listening on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart? Show us how much you appreciate the show. If you're on iTunes or Stitcher TuneIn Radio, you can write a nice review for me. Why not cut and paste the link for me? And tell all your friends on social media, you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. We call this round Not For Your Mother. Because the stories could easily be offensive <laughs> if your mother's of a nervous disposition. If there's minors in the room, they need to be removed. I think I'll kick off this round first mm. this right. year. David Tennant, of course, the gentleman that played Doctor Who. I like him. Mortified to discover that the eggplant emoji, what it really means. Oh he didn't God. know, apparently. I didn't know. But I just named it it. We call this an aubergine in Britain. It's aubergine. an aubergine. Yeah. 
but the eggplant for Americans. Purple people eater. The former Doctor Who star only learned about the seemingly innocent vegetable's cheeky double meaning during a Hollywood studio <laughs> staff meeting video <laughs> on <laughs> sexual harassment. Uh-oh. No! In the light of the Me Too movement, David, 47, was attending a workshop that was put on in the wake of the Harvey Weinstein sexual abuse scandal which oh, highlighted God. the harassment that women in the industry industry mm. can face. The actor was left flabbergasted when he was told that the eggplant emoji was not considered innocent. Although he wasn't <laughs> told why in the training. It says I'm a vegetarian. Speaking <laughs> at the Comic Con in Arizona, David said that the image flashed up with the warning. Remember, the eggplant emoji is not just an eggplant. The father of four continued, and that was it. No explanation. Just that. <laughs> he has four kids. I went, what? Aye. He... Yes, he does. Oh, no way. After the training session had ended, David learned that the emoji can be used to symbolize a penis on social media. <laughs> if you've got one that's that bloated and purple, you need to get some ice on that quickly, or at least a bag of frozen peas. I always just thought it was a banana. What? You thought the eggplant emoji was a banana. No, I thought a banana was a euphemism for sex. I've been doing it wrong. Yes, oh, you need to I've use... I've been using a pencil. Oh, pencil. You oh. can lead a horse to water, but a pencil must be lit. <gasps> David added that the video went through all of the right and proper warnings, sharing stuff like it's bad to touch somebody on the bottom, and all <clears> of that... On the peach. <laughs> <laughs> He touched you where? In the corridor. He touched my roast beef sandwich. Oh, for the love of God. You always take it too far. What's wrong with you? This isn't not for Just your mother section. He brushed my spam javelin. Gross. The old spam javelin. My, my, my prison wallet. Oh. Your prison wallet? He brushed against my tea towel holder. What? He flicked my balloon knot. He flicked my balloon knot. He invaded my chocolate starfish. <laughs> oh, boy. I've started something here, haven't I? No. But the warning emoji scared the British star who quipped. I mean, imagine I was just saying, do you want some eggplant for dinner? And suddenly I'm up against a tribunal. Oh. Who says, Let, what do you want for dinner, it. kids? Oh, give me some of that there eggplant. Oh, nobody eggplant says that. Parm. I like mm. eggplant parmesan. Oh, it's disgusting. The what? skin on an eggplant is bitter. Mm, 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 mm. You're better no. off kind of taking the skin off. It's very bitter. I'm not with my teeth. Lovely. <laughs> now I'm terrified, he said. No kidding. <laughs> Doctor Who or Doctor Boo? <laughs> Or Dr. Doctor no. Oh. oh, my. Go to our Facebook site. Mm. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. See the story for yourself in glorious Technicolor. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of NFM? It's in case you want to do some Valentine's Day shopping. I love yes. Valentine's yes. Day. Yes, you do. I never get presents, though. Just a week. Sometimes you get weird things. I get nothing. Oh. Yeah. Well, That's you need weird. You take a long, cold, <laughs> hard look at your life, don't you? <laughs> 
Hello, darkest male friend. I've come to be with you again. I get nothing. That's weird. (laughs) When it comes to shopping for romantic Valentine's Day gifts, everyone knows you can't go wrong with jewelry. Or at least, that's what we thought. Instead of opting for a timeless silver chain or a romantic ring this Valentine's, you can now officially buy your partner testicle-inspired bling. Lovely. I already got some. And (laughs) (laughs) Would you buy the woman who's got everything? Oh, my God, you do. I do. (gasps) You have testicle bling. I love it. Yeah, and Mm. it certainly doesn't come cheap. It's studded. Wow. I'm joking. You know yeah. this whole time I'm joking. I have nothing. Nobody loves me. No. <laughs> the sound <laughs> of silence. <laughs> Can you hear the little fiddle now? <laughs> <laughs> Heather's salty tears. <laughs> 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 That's a small violin, is it? <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> Hurry up, the bar closes soon. Oh, God. <laughs> Handcrafted in London's Hatton Garden, this unisex jewelry collection by London designer Sam Hamilton features a cheeky range of pendants, rings, earrings, and cufflinks. And Matching let's cufflinks. just say that each and every design celebrates the male form in one way or another. I hope so. From a pair of 165-pound ball hoop earrings to a 240-pound penis pendant. You're talking about pounds. It's not weight, is it? We're talking about pounds as in money. currency. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Can you imagine a 240-pound penis? I saw the ball earrings. Yeah. They were great. Penis Ooh. earrings, even though I like dangles, not the so dangles. appealing. So you'd have taken the testicle earrings over the penis Testicle. Testicle. Say it right. What about a nice tiara and a necklace? Mm, maybe. I have one. I can say. Yeah. Mm. Maybe I'll wear it for Valentine's Day show. Let's hope so. And we'll so. take pictures for our okay. viewers, our listeners. listeners. Put them on oh, Facebook. Lots of listeners. This controversial range certainly is one way to make a phallic fashion statement this Valentine's Day. While the brand's core collection features an array of daring silver and solid gold designs, the British designer has now brought out a rose gold range of jewelry ahead of the most romantic day of the year. Aptly named Balls, which is B-A-L-L-Z, this new Valentine's collection includes a 210-pound statement rose gold pendant necklace as well as a more subtle pair of cufflinks. What's more, customers can even order a pair of custom rose gold balls rings for a truly <clears throat> touching present. Not to mention the ballsy pearl necklace, not making it up, which retails at an eye-watering 570 pounds. Wow, that's like yeah. $800. Giving insight into her inspiration behind her new Valentine's Day range and... 
uh, founder and designer Sam Hamilton said, Fine jewelry is often inspired by the most delicate things in nature, flowers, butterflies, bees, and in its own special way, so is the Balls Collection. We want people who wear our jewelry to feel a sense of confidence, power, and playfulness. It's a curveball present, but it's perfect for those taking their worlds by storm and who haven't lost their sense of humor. be great if you're a teacher or going for a job interview, something yeah, like that. pastor. Perfect. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, that's just nuts. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> that's cool. Oh, what a load of cock and ball. Mm. You decide, go to our oh, Facebook site, times. more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Google Maps flash a court showing bum on Street View. While pushing a pram. You told me you didn't get caught. Pushing a pram. That's a baby With buggy. With bum out. A perambulator. He had bum out. For the out. benefit of this story, the word pram is a buggy. baby buggy. Rubber yeah. buggy baby bumpers. Eagle-eyed Google Maps users have spotted a cheeky flasher flaunting their bum while pushing a pram along the street in Liverpool. It was you. The exhibitionist was quick to give one of Google Camera's laden vehicles a two-cheek salute mm. as it sauntered past and even slapped their rump for good measure. That's peachy. The strange scene has been immortalised on Google Street View's record of Liverpool's Windsor Street. If you go to Windsor Street in Liverpool, yeah. have a look on Google Maps, you'll see an arse. Mm. Or a peach. Prior to the incident, the passerby had been quietly pushing a young child. What a good impression you're making. Yep. Monkey see, monkey do. Sitting I'm in a pushchair. Push I'm pushing him. But as the Google car passed the rude pedestrian, yep. they seized at the chance to have their rump on the camera. Uh -oh. mm. They rump quickly crossed. let go of the pram and dropped their trousers. Oops. Crude snaps captured the flasher bending down and placing their naked bum on full display. Nice. While Ick. giving it a slap. I love it. Slap person, my bum. A hairy slap. Slap my peaches. They were walking and they can be seen with their hands over their face, possibly in embarrassment. Mm. Google Street View snaps pics of different places using a mix of high-tech cameras strapped to an assortment of vehicles and user uploaded photos. Mm. Images are then stitched together to make a 360 degree model of the world that users can click and drag to explore. The search giant's all-seeing vehicles are covered in high-tech cameras, meaning they're pretty hard to miss as they pass you in the street. This has led to dozens of hilarious moments captured on the tours. People grasp the chance for a moment in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. She was female, by the way. She dropped her trousers Oh, it looked like a dude. It looked like Winston Churchill smoking a cigar. She wasn't really female, was she? I believe that's to be true. Yeah, I thought it was a dude. With totally little... thought it was a dude. Well, I'm going to have to look at the pictures <laughs> that's again. dude peach. I yeah. was just wondering how many dudes in Liverpool would be going around pushing a small kid in a pram. That was all. Probably had a Maybe it was blunt his... hanging from his lip or something. Was it custody week? Slap yeah, custody. My ass. Well, that's a fast. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More mm. questions and answers. You will see the dude woman slapping her ass. <laughs> dude woman. Like this? On Google Maps on our Facebook site. Miss Morris, you have the last story of the evening in the round that we call. I have something. Not for your mother. 
you've never heard of before. I doubt it. You're going to be funny. Nope. I promise this is something you should probably brace yourself for. In fact, everyone at home that's playing along, take a drink. I'm gripping do the I need, arms of Do my I need chair. the bucket? Mm-mm. But it is incredible. Okay. Ready? Remarkable yep. times, yes. Gonna try to make it through this one. A couple's sexual game turned horribly wrong this right. morning as they accidentally burned their house to the ground with a 75-year-old flamethrower. Uh-huh. That'll yeah. be Second World War then, I'm yeah, I said it. You heard me right. And in fact, it wasn't just... What kind just... of sex games involve a 75-year-old flamethrower? It wasn't just any couple. Oh. It was an elderly elderly they were reenacting couple the germans marching into paris in 1941 i have no he was idea the panzer general and she was the french what milk they were maid. doing but this is terrible <laughs> this is terrible. 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 Le miserable. Le miserable. <laughs> Firefighters were called on the site around 11.15 in the morning. Because, you know, when you're elderly, you can have sex in the middle of the day and not have to worry about a 9-to-5 job. They might have thought it was nighttime. We don't know what they were thinking. (laughs) They could have been anywhere. Okay, let me rephrase this. Dementia elderly couple. Uh, See, it doesn't work that way. Firefighters were called on the site around 11.15 this morning after receiving an unusual phone call, but could do nothing to save the 45-year-old house from being a total loss. It was burned to the ground. I'm in the mood, Michelle. Go and get that old 75-year-old World War II hardware. Who are you? (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) I only came around to read the meter. See dementia. Nancy Brown. You must know I am. You lent me, uh, you owe me 100 bucks. I lent you 100 bucks last week. Do you not remember? That's Mrs. Brown to you. Nancy. Mm. Brown. Yeah. The 911 operator who answered the call from 96-year-old Maurice Fogarty. That's right. I said 96. I think high five goes all around for that one. I'm sorry. 96 and still got it? There's got to be some chemicals involved in that process. I need them right now. Oh, man. I know. I don't know what he was Valentine's. wearing, but he needed ironing. Maurice. I love you, Maurice. <laughs> Fogarty. I like the way it goes really French. Maurice. <laughs> Fogarty. <laughs> Maurice. Fogarty. Well, just so you know, Maurice is a woman. So you better say that a little higher up, Mr. Hang on, Lee. I'll adjust my chair. Go on. Maurice. Vulgarly. <laughs> <laughs> so French Irish. <laughs> says she first thought she was dealing with pranksters when she told, when he had actually told her that he had torched the house with napalm oh, while wow. having sex with his wife. I didn't think napalm was invented until the 60s, actually. He told me he was pretending to be his wife. Or, I mean, penet- pre- penetrating his wife, sorry, with 
He's M1. What the hell is that? It's a gun. It is oh. a gun. As usual. What the hell is that? What, the usual? <laughs> We're going to do the usual tonight. <laughs> the old usual. <laughs> but my costume's not come back from the dry cleaners. <laughs> oh, if you're playing usual. the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, you can have another shot, thanks That's to Michelle. So bad. Oh. Uh, what got too excited and activated the flamethrower? <laughs> oh, the drapes have gone. <laughs> okay. That's can next door's cat. I, can I just ask a couple questions? <laughs> Only two. <laughs> I've got hundreds here. How do you activate a flamethrower? No, okay. You need so some was sort he, was of flame. Was he penetrating her with the gun? It said the M1. With his M1. Oh, boy. I Gunplay in the bedroom. Why? Why? Well, his wiener might not work. I don't want an M1 anywhere near my... You do realise that in Britain, <laughs> the M1 was the first motorway that was ever built. That's Is like... it big? It's huge. <laughs> yes. It goes from London all the way up to Scotland. Thank God. And it's wide. Oh, huge. Massive. Is it fast or slow? Well, it depends Both. which part of the country you're in. <laughs> Is it yeah. wide or narrow? If you're trying to go through Birmingham or Newcastle oh. or London, it's going to be slow. Does it depend on the day? Yes, of course it does. And, and the, the time. time. Absolutely. <laughs> and how long it lasts. They've added lanes over the years when it was first open there was no speed limit because the cars couldn't go very fast are there speed bumps and they not on a motorway no (laughs) that's like an interstate Mm. but the m1 is a very long motorway the first motorway built in britain yes ah miss brown says the explanation miss brown miss brown miss brown eva brown says the explanation shocked her for a moment and it took her almost a minute to realize it was actually true. She thought she was getting prank called on 911. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? M1, flamethrower, 96-year-old, fast pace or something with lots of bumps and grinds. That's the last time they can go back to that Mm. cosplay convention. He kept repeating that everything was burning down the house. No, I added that. (laughs) So Maurice is a man? What? No. Okay. No. He kept repeating that everything was burning, and I could hear his wife screaming behind him, but I still couldn't believe this could be real. (laughs) Let me get this right. Oh, my. That was not me. (laughs) You're trying to do an impression of a 96-year-old French woman with a gun inside her. And And a (laughs) flamethrower. Nice try. Four marks for trying. Go on, then. Let's see your blur. Soutelair. I won't even try. Do it. I know my limitations. Patafour. Oh. (laughs) Your eyes were hilarious just now. I love it. Adrian, come on. Floor it. I have no idea what's required from me. I'm actually quite scared. Do the French fry. This is my safe zone. Uh, 911 operator Nancy Brown, Miss Brown, says this was the first time in her nine years, only nine, 
at this job that she confuses a real incident with a prank. Sadly, I'd have to say that I'd think that this was a prank too. But it's not. Miss Fogarty. Oh, excuse me. Miss. Mister. Meester. I told you. I said that. Morris. Mr. Fogarty. Yeah, and his wife. Thank God they were married because this would be really sad if the 96-year-old was just sleeping around. Sleeping around. Or just sleeping. Having some <laughs> yeah. fun. Were transported to the hospital to be treated for the psychological shock caused by the event, but are otherwise uninjured. Isn't that nice? Post-traumatic stress disorder. They shouldn't face any criminal charges, but many have problems when it comes to claiming their insurance policies when they send it in as damage caused by the use of weapons during sex games is rarely covered. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Mark Mer- that down. Geico never told me that. American Family never told me that. State Farm never told me. Something about sex games. And, and weapons. You, and using a plug-in and flamethrowers. They never told me any of that crap. I don't know why this isn't on my claim sheet. Just saying. A case involving a Gatling gun. Just in case a you were Gatling wondering. A Gatling gun? Yeah. Just like from the First World War. I love where it. Where you turn the hand. It goes like this. I love it. It's Yes, there's a guy feeding in a bell, and you've yeah. got a big radiator wrapped I around it. I love Gatling guns. I don't know why I love them. A case involving a Gatling gun in 2004, and another involving a rocket launcher, thank you, in 2011, have made their way to court. And in both cases, the insurance company didn't have to pay anything to the claimants. So State Farm didn't cover it. No. I'm going to have to get a rider. I'm going to have to get a new she shed. Mm-hmm. Yes, Cheryl. Harmless, elderly fun, or I've lost my gun. You decide, go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Well, all good things come to an end, so let's look at tonight's scores in last place. Just scoring two solitary points, being in fourth place is Chad. He gets dinner with a ghostly monk in a drafty castle, but don't worry. We have a couple of Catholics we can throw on the fire. In third place, scoring four points tonight is myself. I get a statue of a jovial Spanish devil and a plate of cold paella. In second place is Miss Morris who clawed her way back up to five points after initially scoring 74. She gets a flash. You cheat, Dr. Jones. She gets a flash from a tripedial Australian on a desolate road. Good luck with that. Oh, Me? He's going to be slapping it on the trunk of the car. Mm-hmm. And in first place, <laughs> you scratch at your closest. Michelle has scored seven points. She has won <laughs> the $33,000 IR camera. She gets a secret date with Elvis Presley to wish Lisa Marie Presley a happy birthday today in an L.A. Hotel room with 12 crowns and a plate of cocaine. So mm. <laughs> Hookers and blow. That. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I'd love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre. Remember, you can now jump over to SoundCloud.com. Search for MQTA Radio and you will hear the archives and get an extra 20 to 25 minutes of feel. You've been listening to MQTA Radio, the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world with your host adrian lee we are the very best in paranormal 
Talk Radio Entertainment, the light before the darkness. Just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember, be interested. <laughs>